Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. You're not meant to do this alone. There's a reason we say that because it will require next level of support and there will likely be fewer people who are really equipped to support you in the way that you need as you go further. And that's okay. That's actually, I think, how it's supposed to be. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is another live podcast recording called The Living Room Sessions. If you have not tuned in yet, what this is, is a podcast between myself, Earn Your Happy, and Lindsay Schwartz and her podcast, Powerhouse Women. And we are recording in front of a live studio audience. Now, the first hour is going to be the topic of anointing yourself. You guys, if there is somewhere in your life where you are waiting to feel worthy, where you are waiting for someone to anoint you worthy, where you are waiting for something to be ready, this podcast is for you. Because after this podcast, I hope that you have all of the motivation and everything that you need to move forward and stop waiting. Stop waiting for someone to tell you that you're good enough and stop waiting to be ready because you're ready right now. And the second hour, which is going to come out later in the week, is the question and answer between ourselves and the audience. You guys, we started this because Lindsay and I were really craving community. We were craving a way to do our podcasts, do something fun together, and really get back in touch with community. And it was what happened when we decided to make business more fun. We said, if we have to do this anyway, why not make this fun? Why not connect with the community? And why not get our actual social media reels also out of this? Like, let's do the whole thing. Let's 
think differently. Why muscle this out alone at home when we, we can start doing more fun things? So what we did is we took this idea to the ladies at the Good Vibe Studio. And we said, what would look like a win-win? What if we could get you a lot of exposure? What if we could bring in this audience? What if we could get more people to know what the heck you do and how freaking amazing it is? So let me tell you a little bit about it. The Good Vibe Studio that we are filming in is a production playground made just for you, the entrepreneur, the content creator. It's based in Phoenix, Arizona. This woman-owned and operated studio space was built for photographers, content creators, podcasters, filmmakers, and all creatives with five studio spaces available for rent which I just shot a ton of new photos in for the podcast, for social content, and for my website. Each studio offers a different vibe for diversity in creative content. It was probably one of my favorite shoots to date, you guys. To learn more about the studio and the memberships that they have or event rentals, you can follow the Good Vibes Studio, or you can go to thegoodvibestudio.com. You guys, it's all in the show notes, so go check it out. And I hope that you love this podcast, the energy that it brings to us and just how much we enjoy it and love it. And I think that we totally tap into a completely different side of ourselves and a really fun energy. So I hope that you love it as much as we have loved creating it for you. So let's get started. Welcome to the Living Room Sessions. So tonight we want to talk about a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. And that is quit waiting to be anointed and anoint your damn self. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> so I have They're like, oh no. Oh shit. Let <laughs> just slither Lock down the in doors, their chairs. Yeah. We don't let you out and now you have to commit to something <laughs> or you have to shave your head. So that's how this that's how this ends. I'm just kidding. We won't do that. But if you joined a mastermind, you might have to do that. Okay. Aisha knows. She's like, yes, you may have to do that. Okay. So I want to know where in your life, Lindsay, have you decided or when did you decide to cut out the middleman and start anointing yourself? And what were you waiting for? I feel like this is so real, especially right now, because I have been going through this season of remembering the beginning. And most of you, as I look around the room, I didn't know six plus years ago, Alicia, I I found one. I found mine before I was (laughs) doing anything that people know now. And I remember right before that season feeling so restless. Is anyone in a season like that right now where Mm. you know there's something so much bigger for you? Or even sometimes it would feel like, why is no one noticing me? Uh Uh-huh. If I'm like being honest about, (laughs) right? Because we've we've both had this conversation about how there's this season where sometimes there's even like a little bit of jealousy where Mm -hmm. you see someone doing the big thing that you know you're meant to be doing, but you think that the way you get there is someone comes along, they tap you on the shoulder and they're like, it's your turn. <laughs> I don't know if they're wearing like a cloak of some kind. I'm imagining it being pretty dramatic. Like how they discover like a runway model. Like yes, the Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Show, and they're like, <gasps> if they it worked, came Tyra? up to me on the streets of New York and I, I was like coming like, out of in a, a shopping class. Mall? I was like, what? I'm just like mm, crawling. It's not Never how happened I'm going to be discovered. Never yeah. happened to me. <laughs> but I do remember having this season right before I decided to anoint myself, but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. And I think that's important to talk about too, is it's probably hidden in something that feels really insignificant at the time. And it's going to require you to break all the habits that cannot come with you where you're going next. It's going to require you to leave the habits, the thoughts, the beliefs that just don't fit the person that you need to become. And for me, that was when I wrote my book. Mm. And a lot of you know the story, but in case you don't, I'll give you like the Cliff's Notes version of it. I had podcast equipment collecting dust in a closet for five years. I even had someone show me exactly how to start a podcast. I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about, and I never started it. Does anyone else have like a graveyard of ideas that you've thought about starting? Or website domains. Oh, domains. (laughs) I like own 20 of them. So many. When I get the renewal notices, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good thought. Oh, that could have been fun for someone. That could have been fun. 
Maybe. Hey, although, maybe. although one day, maybe that'll become, you know, a big bankroll because someone wants Someone it. might want it, right? You just never know. Hold on to those. <laughs> but I had this opportunity come in front of me to write this book. I was not a writer. I had a lot of reasons why that was actually the last thing that I should be pursuing, including my failed blog that some of you have heard about called Love Lindsay. Still love that like, name. I know, right? I wonder <laughs> if that still exists, lovelindsay.com. And I I always share about how I had this blog for three years and I published one article per year. <laughs> Quite literally. Who else there was on three that track? articles is on the blog. Else on that track right and now then wondering right. why I wasn't being discovered. Like it's so funny to think about, <laughs> but it was so real for me. Because I wanted someone to validate that, oh, I was ready, or this content you're putting out is good. Who is in that mode right now where like you have even ideas for content to put out and then you stop yourself short? So finally, I committed to writing this book. And I think there's a couple of things that were really powerful about that scenario that actually made it the tipping point that it ended up being. I invested. So I was financially invested. So the times that I wanted to quit, because there were actually three that I was planning to quit, was going to show up to this mentorship group, and I was about to tell them that I wasn't going to continue. And what kept me going was I had financially invested, and I'm kind of, like, I'm that person where, like, I want to get my money's worth out of something, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't about to to give up on that. Number two, I was surrounded by other people who were just as afraid as I was. So the the days when I was like, I don't think anyone's going to want to read this book. Like, who am I? I had built a health and fitness business. Now I wanted to write about something totally different. So quite literally, I did not have an audience for this book. I don't really recommend that, but but sometimes sometimes that's the leap you have to take mm-hmm. is you have to build it before you even have the people who want it. And I was being mentored by someone who knew more than me and who, now granted, I had paid her a lot of money, but I don't think she was making it up when she was like, Lindsay, this is really good. This is a great book. You're a great writer. And every single time I was like about to quit on myself, which was really, I say it all the time, like there's a very real possibility that powerhouse women wouldn't exist today had I not finished that. But I didn't even have a vision for it at the time. And I think that's important because I think I also believed that this whatever the big anointing moment was, you need to know exactly what the end version is going to look like. How many of you are a little bit stopped because you're like, well, I have this little idea, but Mm -hmm. this? What could this turn into? Does anyone have that idea right now where you're like, I don't know, maybe it's this, this little thing? So I didn't have a full vision of what this would look like. I wrote the book just to do something that challenged myself and it literally changed me because I'd never committed to something that put, that made me that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'd never, well, no, let me say this. I'd committed to plenty of things that made me uncomfortable. This was literally the first one in 30, I was 33 at the time when I wrote the book, 33 years that I actually finished. That's pretty sad. But it's also amazing. It's also very real. It's also very real. Like I'd Mm -hmm. never actually given my word to something that I didn't know I would be good at because that was my MO. I didn't Mm want to do something unless I already knew I was going to be good at it. People would like it. No one would criticize it, right? No one would have rude things to Mm -hmm. say. And so it just kept me playing really, really small. And what's funny is actually me finishing that book was kind of this cool moment in Mm -hmm. our friendship Mm -hmm. story too because – unbeknownst to Lori at the time, you know, she had just been such a, a, like a mentor from afar. We, we knew one another. Mm -hmm. We were in each other's lives, but we weren't friends. We didn't, weren't like text friends or anything like that. And I remember sending you a copy and saying like, I do not expect you to share this or anything like that. I just want you to see the ripple effect of you going first. Oh my God. So I have to share from my perspective, which by the way, I like, it was, it was really weird. It's like one of those people that you run into that I loved that I thought like whenever I would see her, it's almost like my guard would go down and I'd be like, okay, come here. We're going to talk. Like she'd come to an event and I'd be like, oh, thank God you're here. Okay. I can like, you know, relax. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're just like, I can be myself and stop smiling for one second. She would just hold space. Like she was just that person. So she was just in my realm and I knew that she was doing things, but I didn't really know what she was doing. And so she sends me this book and I'm, I'm writing a book. Right. And I'm like, okay, I need to get this book out. Like, I don't know. I just, you're like, who else is writing books? You're not really realizing who's even around you at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? You get very consumed in your, 
in your it's goal. It's such a lonely process. Oh my God. So a- anytime you're doing something big, I, does anyone else get kind of lonely? You're like, Ugh. I can't share this with a lot of people. And I was So I'm just kind of by myself. Yeah. In it and struggling. So mm. I had actually written an entire book that when I got my oh, book yeah. deal, I was like, oh, I only need four months because the book is done. I went back and read the book and literally threw it away. It was the worst book I've ever read in my life. <laughs> and that book, I remember restarting to read it in my car and I was like, oh shit, this is, it was like, the girl crosses the road. Like it was so bad. <laughs> it was like so that, basic. That book and Love, Lindsay will oh, never, you'll Lindsay. never get to Those two girls would have loved each other. Um, <laughs> So I read it and I throw it out. So I'm on the struggle bus with this book. And all of a sudden, I get this book in the mail from Lindsay, who helps out at my events, who's freaking amazing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she's done with her book? I was like, this is, number one, it was amazing. I was so excited because mm-hmm. that gave me so much fuel under my butt. And I was like, this girl is doing big things. And I need her help. <laughs> like, I need her in my atmosphere. And she's getting things done. And I think it was like that moment where I could have been like, what the hell? Why am I not doing this? I'm such an idiot. How am I failing so bad? And instead it was like, if she can do it, I can do it. It was such a fire under my butt. And you were wearing a jumper that I owned. And I was like, that's it. Okay. She looks so good in that jumper. I can't do it. I've never actually told you this story, you guys. This is an exclusive. I bought that jumper after seeing you wear it. I want to be... Isogenics events. Was it BCBG? I think it was. uh, Yes, I I think it was. And, and you know how, like, I don't know if anyone else does this. I talk a lot of times about like my style evolves as I'm evolving. And for me, that, that color and just like what it embodied for me was like my goal. Like maybe when you're on a health and fitness journey, you have like the goal outfit. For me, it was like an identity shift outfit where I was was like, I'm going to wear that. There were, yeah. And I was wearing red lipstick and I didn't (laughs) think I could pull off red lipstick. So it was like a whole moment. People don't know like how significant that photo is, but that's so, I forgot that I, that's how I found that jumper was because you wore it. Well, it absolutely like pushed me on my journey and look at where we are now. It's so crazy. You never know where you're taking maybe spots that you're looking at someone and maybe upset about their path or jealous of something. Like when you turn that around, man, you unlock pure magic. So what I want to know is when you were on that journey of anointing yourself, were there any, do you have any haters, Linz? Or not really? Like, or family struggles or what? I told you. I told you about it. Okay. I'm playing dumb. Well, I'm like, wait, are we going there? Well, okay. So not, not during that part. I was like, give me a wink if you want me to talk about what I think you want me to talk about. Well, so here's here's why I'm being cryptic with that. I I had this pivotal moment about a year and a half later. And, you know, there's all these little moments where if you don't get to see every part of someone's story, it's so easy to look at the outside and think that it just has been easy. It has been effortless. And there was this moment when things were really starting to evolve for powerhouse women. We did the book. Then that inspired even the event was never meant to be an annual event. My publisher said, you should do a book launch event. And does anyone else hate to have all the attention focused on them? Like my bridal shower where I had to like open (laughs) gifts in front of people. I was like, how do you, Mm -hmm. how do you react when you picked out the towels that you just opened? (laughs) Oh my God, you got me these towels. towels I I, I know I have great taste. So I was still in that. I was very much in a phase where I wasn't comfortable with commanding a stage or holding attention. Is anyone else there? I just want to know who in this room, because I want you to practice it when when you're, raise your hand. The people who feel that way are like, I'm not raising my hand. Yeah. It was like a, it was like, I might be tucking a hair or I might be. Like use this room to show up in that way. Yeah. Just like put your best Beyonce vibes on and see what that feels like. Cause no one in here is going to judge you. In fact, we want to see that bigness. Well, and I think it's important to hear that because now people will see me on stage and you know, I, I do. I love being on stage. It's been such a personal growth process to get to that point of comfort, not just to be on stage, but like dance on stage next to Priscilla, Priscilla. who's here tonight, who's one of the most amazing dancers I've ever met. So it's been such an evolution. But I the reason it was the Powerhouse Women event was because I didn't want the event to be about me. I said, well, why don't we do an event about this book? And 
make it about the women who it's going to impact. And then we had the event. And at the end, I was like, thanks for coming. They were like, what's next? And I was like, no, this is, this is quite literally it. This is it. <laughs> Hadn't, had not planned anything beyond this point. <laughs> this is the peak so, on the list. I can die now. Bye. Hold briefly. But here's the other piece is I was building this health and fitness brand. And, and that was actually how we knew each other. It was part of it was a network marketing company. And I had a lot of people who expected me to continue showing up in that way. I think it's, it's even harder to go all in on something that feels like it's tugging at you when maybe in another area, you're already really successful. Cause mm -hmm. now I was essentially choosing to start over in something where I didn't have the recognition. I didn't have the money yet. No evidence that this was going to be financially profitable. And I just had a deep down knowing. And what started to happen was because I wasn't listening to that, mm. <laughs> things started to get kind of rocky within yeah. this other part of my life that I knew I was outgrowing. How many of you know you're outgrowing people or seasons or things? Yeah, I just got huge. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I think a lot of it was because I wasn't listening to this knowing inside me that I was, I was being pulled in this other direction. And I was still trying to people please mm -hmm. a lot of other people who expected me to be another way. It started to, to really ruffle some feathers and friendships. And I'm from the Midwest. I've shared that before. Very deep people pleasing tendencies. I will never claim that I am a people pleaser. These are just habits I've had to unlearn. And I had a, a friendship that that just was like one of my greatest teachers and lessons. And it was someone who was pretty triggered by what I was doing because I think they wanted to be doing it. And I literally got kicked out of my own network marketing team, like got kicked out of the business that I wanted to leave, got kicked out of this Facebook group that I had started. But it was one of those moments where it was like, <laughs> of course I did, right? Isn't that the best I story? I was like, wait, you guys like, are kicking me out? I, I started I this. I started this club. <laughs> but okay. But I knew deep down, I was like, okay, I remember just being like, okay, God, I hear you, but are you sure? Like, are you sure this is the direction I'm supposed to be going in? And so, yeah, I had some relationships that were like the biggest teachers. And what's funny is, so this was in 2018. And I went through a season where most people would never know. But like behind the scenes, I cried almost every day because I had someone who literally came for my reputation. Like, you're not who you say you're meant you are. You are not all about women. You're all about yourself. Like things where mm -hmm. when you're like, ouch, because mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. But let me just sit with why is this hurting and cutting so deep? Who's had that? Raise your hand. I, I actually think it's a rite of passage. I think those are the moments. And we talk about mm -hmm. this all the time. I think those are the moments that make you really figure out who you are because you have to be okay with yourself, even if people are saying that. Mm -hmm. And we don't get to be okay with ourselves deeply at like a very core spiritual level until we get tested like that. Yeah. So I think that when that happens, that is like part of your anointing to going to your next level and reaching your goal. Yeah. And I didn't have the kind of friendships that I have now in that season because I was still trying to accommodate a lot of friendships that I had actually outgrown. I didn't have the amazing community. I mean, I look, I look around this room and any of you, I could have called up and said like, gosh, I just really need support right now. But it was the most beautiful lesson because it was the first time where I sat with this question that has actually come up anytime I'm in a pivotal season. It actually just happened again this year. This is how I know that I'm being prepared for something like even, even bigger that I can't see yet. But whenever I go through the lesson of Am I willing to be misunderstood? Am I willing to be misunderstood by a few so that I have the opportunity to impact maybe thousands? Am I willing to do that? And it's always a hard yes. It's not an easy, because I still would really prefer if everyone knew my intentions mm -hmm. and everyone knew my heart and everyone was, was really championing my growth. But the funny thing about life is there's people involved in almost anything we do. Doesn't that suck? And people have stuff. People have a lot of stuff. They just have stuff. And so I've had to realize that, and I'm, I'm, I'm in it right now. I feel like I'm shedding this last mm. little bit of, am I really okay with being misunderstood? Because mm. if I'm going to do what I really feel like I've been called to do, 
there's likely to be a misunderstanding on probably a bigger level that it's it's not easy for me. It, it honestly, that rocks me more than anything else. But I always grow on the other side of it, always. Mm-hmm. And so I think what I've done in those moments, and I know you've had them too, so I want to hear your process. But I, I think what I what I always go back to is I use it as a time of just like personal reflection. Because my first instinct is I want to go tell my best friend what this person said about me and hear how wrong they are on how right I am, right? Like, like that's what we want to do. By the way, she's better than me with that because I do that first, so. <laughs> but I think there's and I this- say, bring me back, bring me back, but I just need to swear about this bitch right just now. once. <laughs> and then we'll go Let's on a walk. Bitch down. <laughs> I got Lori this card for her birthday this year that was like the most us card that I've ever seen. It was like, women don't, don't need committees to solve things, just send them on a, an evening walk. An evening fitness walk. An evening <laughs> fitness walk. And then something about like, you just come back with everything handled. And that is it us. It does. But I, first of all, have to look at why is this triggering? Because it, it wouldn't trigger if, if there wasn't something unhealed underneath the surface. Yeah. And it's usually like, oh, I kind of doubt myself mm-hmm. still. So I'm really being affected by this person doubting me because I have some belief to continue building within me. Mm-hmm. But once we walk and talk it out, do you have like a process of how you you support yourself through, whether it's the haters mm-hmm. or just even like you've been through the ringer mm-hmm. this last year, which eventually you'll get to share the whole story, which is going to be so freaking cool. <laughs> it's, it's you guys, I'm, ne- I'm like, I could cry. I've never been more inspired by a human being in my entire life mm. than Stop watching... <laughs> This is three sips of wine, but just watching. Drink some more. You know, like watching <laughs> watching someone come up against every roadblock and continuing to get up and show up because what comes of it, the, the company is going to be amazing, but the story and how it's going to impact all of you and all of us is is even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So I didn't mean to cry. I'm just sitting. I didn't mean to make you cry. Sorry, the whole world melted away. I was like, okay, we're just going to sit and talk for a while. So what's the question? Oh, <laughs> how do you support yourself through those really tough moments? Oh, because they come. <laughs> I'm like this. Um, like, like this with friends, with community, with my husband who showed up over there. I love you. Um, I told him the wrong time and he still got here. <laughs> I don't know what time our event starts. I don't know. But walks, prayer. I've never leaned so hard on God, friends, and family in my entire life. And I will tell you that those are the moments that I'm so grateful for. Like as much as I would never wish what happened on my worst enemy, I wish it on all of my favorite people because I believe that I got to truly experience what what faith is, what friendship is, and what family's for. And I didn't fully get that before this because I've always been that girl who's been able to kind of like pull up her boots and put on a happy face and go cry on my own and figure it out and just do another walk, do another workout, just grind, do another post, do another business. Like I've always been able to do that, but not enjoy life, kind of suffer through it. Is anybody else that person? Like, wow, this is starting to be a lot. And this last couple of years has made me have to rely on people and I really think that you're in your life's purpose and beginning of the dream, which I think it's all the time, right? I think we have many, many dreams and many purposes, so we should never put too much weight on anything because some of our dreams are actually meant to fail. I just want you to know that. Some of your dreams are actually meant to fail. And once you can learn that, you'll do them anyway because it was such a great lesson and such a great journey. And then you'll get to the next dream that you can now win with because you learned the lessons from the failed dream. And we just put so much weight on being perfect. So I support myself through these little nuggets that I'm dropping, knowing this now, like, okay, I'm glad to be, I am more proud to be the woman in the arena who's just bloodied and maybe losing than the one in the bleachers wondering what if the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I support myself with that belief because I really truly believe that. I would rather be that woman. And when you commit to that, I think there's just a sense of more peace around what you do and letting it be okay if you fail publicly, no matter what people think of you, because that comes with the territory. That is growth. Growth is not like, oh, I went to a class and listened to a podcast and went to a mastermind. Like that, that is growth somewhat, but you don't actually get to try on what you learned until you get the hard stuff coming your way. 
Mm-hmm. And that is real growth. That's when you test out who am I? How do I come back from this? What does this look like? Okay, that really sucked. I didn't do well through that last failure. How could I support myself better through the next one? Mm-hmm. And I do that through, you know, there's been plenty of times where you're not on the walk and I call you and I'm like, I'm calling you. It's so rude. I know. I know that calling you out of the blue is the rudest thing I can do, but I have to talk to you right now. Um <laughs> So I don't wait. I don't sit alone anymore. I now call the friend. I tell people I have to talk right now. Like I I need to process this. I talk to my husband and analyze 500 different times. Then he I, suggests you call me. Yep. For 501. <laughs> you know, you know, honestly, if something happens in a day and it's 3 p.m. and I'm just like, I can't go on. Something that's been really powerful for me is calling it a day. I just go, Nothing good is going to come out of this. Mm. Staring at my email, doing half-assed things, thinking like I have to finish this day. Nope. I'm going to go and I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to order some takeout. I'm going to say a prayer and I'm going to go to bed early because I know that going to sleep and getting that sleep and being easy on myself is going to make me wake up the next day and feel like this was such an insignificant thing. So that has actually been like a superpower lately Mm -hmm. is like if something just sucked that I feel like I can't come back from, I'm like, we're done today. So there's that. And of course, you you know, if you have a full day, you can't just do that. But if there's things that are, it's like your email or mm-hmm. admin day, just stop it, you guys. So ridiculous. You're not going to do shit anyway. <laughs> like, go take care of yourself and know that tomorrow, like, commit to tomorrow, having it be a day where you, it's your comeback day. Tomorrow's my comeback day. I'm going to get through this. Yep. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share with you that this podcast, Earn Your Happy, is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. Truly, this is like one of the most exciting things that has ever happened to me. I'm telling you, I no longer feel like I'm doing this alone. And I actually get to collaborate with the people who host the podcast that I'm obsessed with, like that I have been listening to myself, who inspired me to start a podcast, who have taught me about how to go and do the thing, like the original people who got me motivated through listening to their podcasts. You guys, a bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and to support shows and brands that we believe in. And one of my friends are also on this network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to their show. You guys, I just had Danielle Canty on of the Boss Babe podcast. She co-hosts it with her other amazing co-host and one of my friends, Natalie Ellis. You guys, you can go check out that podcast on mine. It's episode 925 and Danielle and I talk all about burnout and how that could be showing up in your life and most importantly, how to prevent it. But I want to tell you, if you have not gone and checked out the Boss Babe podcast yet, go subscribe because it is one of the largest online communities for ambitious women and female entrepreneurs. And I know that if you're listening to the show, chances are that's probably you. You guys, they have 3.6 million followers and 380,000 subscribers. The Boss Babe podcast is the place where they share real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. Most of all, you guys, truly, these women are in my life. Danielle and Natalie are people that I text on a weekly, monthly basis when I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel stuck. What should I do? I tune into their podcast, you guys, to learn. Even though they're my friends, I am still like crazy obsessed with this podcast because I learn something new every single time I listen. It makes me be a better podcaster. It makes me be a better businesswoman. It just makes me be better and more confident out in the world because they're so real and raw. And I can tell you that in the moments where I have had horrible days, down days, I've either gone and listened to this podcast or I've texted them because these are the people who truly get it. You want to listen to the people who are walking in the same footsteps that you are. You guys go check out the boss babe podcast you're not going to be sorry and it's just gonna like make you way smarter and you're gonna have way more fun so go check it out hey y'all if you didn't know earn your happy is now a part of the growth day podcast network this is so exciting to me because i have been looking for a really good home for the show for 
I can't even tell you, years, literally. And now I've finally been able to come together and collaborate with other people who have incredible shows and I want to share them with you. One of the shows is Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. And you guys, if you don't know about the beginning of my career, I literally started with Brennan Bouchard's work. It's how I launched one of my very first online courses and membership sites was because he gives so much advice that you can integrate and implement immediately. And that's what you're going to get on the show. Not just motivation, but you're going to learn exactly how to get your stuff out in the world. And not just that, but Brennan runs in the most incredible group of humans who are really doing the thing out in the world that you want to be doing. So go check it out. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I promise you this is going to be one of those shows that no matter when you tune in, you're going to get value. Like it's not one of those that you're like, God, I listened for 30 minutes and I didn't get what I wanted. Like from the beginning, you're going to get something that changes your life or changes your business. So go check it out. Motivation with Brennan Bouchard. I know you're going to love it. I'm obsessed. And I feel like what we have been able to share, Aisha, who's here, you know, we've gotten to share just every single time I've come up against one of these moments where I'm like, really? This is part of it? No one told me. No one prepared me for this. We always come back to the fact that we want, number one, we we want you all to see like how good it can really be. Like we literally live lives that we were standing in the back. We just said a quick prayer before. And I was like, just thank you. I can't believe like we get to do this for a living. Like how cool is that? I just don't want anyone to mistake that getting to do what you love and have it be wildly profitable and impact a lot of people doesn't come with some of the things that maybe go on behind the scenes that people don't really get to see. And they're those things that build your character. They're those things that show you where your next opportunity for growth is. Mm -hmm. And I think having people to process them with, process them constructively. Friends who won't let you sit in it for too long, who will Mm -hmm. say like, okay, got it. Now let's focus on the part we can control has been everything. everything Sometimes just me. once I want you to be like, yeah, she is a hoe, but, <laughs> but she won't do it. It's so annoying oh, when time. I made it. I'm like, just say one bad thing. Next time. She's just like, hmm. My, my husband does have a nickname for me. He calls me Polly Positive. I'm like, I am kind of the annoying person. If it's you don't so want it, me, you have no if idea. you don't want it spun into something like, or are we growing? You're like, damn it. Just be pissed with me for a minute. So I'll, I'm that friend. No, yeah. she's, she's amazing with that stuff. Thank God for you. Thank God. Okay. Cause I just don't want to spiral more. No. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's like so funny when, because it's never, it never is right. When you're on the receiving, when you're supporting someone else, half the time you're just like, Oh, thank God. I now know that I'm not the only one who, who goes through this. Mm-hmm. So having those people like really cementing those friendships where you can share that side of it is, is really vital. You're not meant to do this alone. There's a reason we say that because it will require next level of support and there will likely be fewer people who are really equipped to support you in the way that you need as you go further. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's actually, I think, how it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be. But we kind of talked about like my anointing moment and I want to hear yours too because I... I remember like the event as an outsider looking in when you did your first bliss project. First of all, I was like probably the first one to sign up and buy a ticket. God, I was so (laughs) like, yes, finally, she's, you know, I want to, I want to be around anything that Mm. you're doing. But was that one of yours where you really decided to, to Mm. do the big, like scary thing, like the big girl thing? Oh, you know what? You just brought me back to, I went to a Tony Robbins event because I knew that I wanted to do an event. So I was going to all the events, but I had this major limiting beliefs. And has anyone been to a Tony Robbins event? Okay. So you write in your book, if if you do unleash the power within, he does a whole series of like, you know, what is your story right now? What do you need to let go of in order to, and what is your big dream? What do you need to let go of in order to do that big dream? And I still have that book. I should pull it out. And I wrote down my story is, first of all, my big dream was to do events and be a speaker and an author and all the things. And my story was 
I'm dumb. I've never graduated. I'm not smart enough. I can't speak on stages. I get confused easily. Like I can't follow a train of thought. Like I'm very like, I just, there's all these things that I wrote about myself that I believed that were totally opposite of, you know, being a speaker and someone who can (laughs) really share their feelings with people. So for me, the Bliss Project was a really big stake in the ground, but it was a moment of the next question on there was, who would you be without this? Mm. And I just remember writing like, I would feel so free. I'd feel so happy. I would be giving permission to all of the women that I want to give permission to. I would be like unlocking all of these incredible people around me. And once I wrote that, which if you guys haven't done that yet, like I highly recommend going back and doing that. I started to put more focus on that statement than on the other one. And it started to become my why of why I need to for all the people who feel the exact same way about me. And it was like a very big shift focus. So for anyone in here who has the, I'm stupid, I don't have the background, the market's saturated, this person's doing it better. Okay, but who would you be without this fear? Who would you be doing this thing? And who would you be helping? And for everything that you do, you're showing someone with your same story, right? Because that girl you're looking at online doesn't have your story. Like she's not going to relate to certain people. I know you've heard this a million times, but if you really got it, you'd be doing the thing. So you need to do it in your own way. And for me, that was, that was a stake in the ground moment for me, for sure, is what I want you to hear is I had to do so much work around it. It took me like two years before I did an event. I went to a lot of events that taught me how to do events in order to even feel like I could do one. And there's so many easier ways to do it now. I put too much weight on that. I think in my personal opinion, I just made that way too big of a deal when truly events aren't that big of a deal. Like they are, but there's kind of not a ton that you have to hold once you learn how to do it and you get the right help around you as well. So if anybody in here wants to do an event, number one, ask us. We absolutely have done them before. But number two, just where are you putting weight on things that it actually doesn't matter? So that's my Mm -hmm. next question for you. Where did you put so much weight on something that looking back, you're like, oh my God, I now either teach people how much more this doesn't matter or how much easier this is or how basic this actually is where you like slowed yourself up because you were putting too Mm. much like fear around it. How much time do we have? (laughs) Okay. Number one, other people's opinions and wanting it to be perfect. OPP. (laughs) The best part about this, and some of you have heard this story, so I would hear your voice in my head, and I don't know if you said this on a podcast or maybe at the Bliss Project, but the thing that stuck with me when I made that commitment to write the book is this line, done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep repeating that to myself over and over again when I noticed myself getting caught up in the little details, because that is one of the places I go to sabotage is I'm like so great at delegating until all of a sudden when I know I'm getting in my own head or I'm like letting fear take over, I'll start to nitpick the dumbest thing. Like I even noticed myself, we were setting up the glasses. I was like trying to make the lines perfect. And I was like, you're doing it again. You're doing it. So did it it bug you when I accidentally pulled the tablecloth and you ruined all of it? No, it didn't. But I noticed that like, that's kind of like a, a place that I go to sabotage. So done is better than perfect was my mantra the entire time, an entire year writing this book. And I remember being so so proud the day that it came out. And I remember having this moment where Mm -hmm. I just like prayed and I was like, I release it. Whoever is meant to read it, whoever's hands it's meant to get Mm -hmm. into, it's not mine anymore. Mm -hmm. I did my part. Now I release it. And on the day it launched, this is what ended up inspiring powerhouse women because on the day it launched, there were over, I lost track at over 50 people who started sharing the link and just being genuinely excited for something that I had done. And I realized, wow, I wouldn't have been so afraid to put this scary thing out there if I knew I had all this Mm. support. But I didn't allow myself to feel supported. I didn't tell anyone that I was doing this until about two. I wrote for a year in secret, not sure if I'd ever finish it, and then started to secretly tell people right before it launched. And we hit like number two under new releases in women in business, some some list where I have like a screenshot where it's like, I'm number two and Ivanka Trump's book is number three. (laughs) And, you know, obviously that's like more more of a 
politically charged statement now, but I was still, I'm just like, <laughs> hey, we know who she is. And I had no audience, no audience, literally no audience. And I had this big achievement. And I'll never forget, shortly after we kind of saw that we hit the bestseller ranking on Amazon, my publisher and editor calls and I'm like, hello. Like, she's clearly calling to congratulate me, obviously. <laughs> and she said, Lindsay, I'm sick to my stomach. And he said, why? You know, did you eat something for lunch or <laughs> bad going trip? on? Why? And she said, there's a typo on the cover. <laughs> right? Oh, no. <laughs> and I remember in that moment thinking, well, first of all, she has like a PhD in English. I was quite the spelling bee competitor in third grade. Like, how did we miss this? How did we miss it? But I remember in that moment, there was just this, and, and again, I think when you go through this kind of personal growth, when you start to anoint yourself, you literally change as a person because the way I reacted in that moment was very different than Lindsay a year prior. Because I had this moment where I went, okay, I get it. I was like, I get it. I get the lesson. Mm. Because if I r truly released this, number one, this is going to become a great story later on. And it is. Uh -huh. <laughs> but also it was like, okay, let people see you do this imperfectly. Because that imperfect book went on to sell thousands of copies and inspire this little event called Powerhouse Women mm -hmm. that now reaches people around the globe. I mean, we have women, I get DMs from people in Ghana, Africa, in Malaysia, in places around the world that like, they'll probably never have the opportunity to come and be a part of one of our events, but they listen to the podcast and they know that more is possible. Mm -hmm. And I almost stopped myself. I could have so easily at that point been like, see, I never should have done this. This is embarrassing. Let me pull this back instead of like, no, that's okay. So if you ordered one of those early copies, you now have a collector's edition. That's a collector's edition. It'll be worth tens of dollars someday. Because <laughs> there are, there's about 250 books out there that before we, you know, we fixed it and whatever. If you buy the book today, don't look for the typo. It's not there, but. I want one of those copies. I will. You actually might, you, have ha you yes. might have it. I'll go back and look. Yeah. I'll go back and look. So, um, you know, but that was what almost stopped me ended up being the biggest lesson to say like, okay, was it still worth it? to put yourself out there, even though, okay, maybe it's imperfect. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, mm. I've changed because I'm actually okay. Mm. I'm okay with this. On the topic of done is better than perfect, I'm probably going to slaughter this story, but it's worth talking about because of the importance of the small things that you do every day consistently and the reps. And there's a book called Atomic Habits. Who's read it? Okay. So, good. so you might know what I'm about to share, but there is a I believe a photography teacher who has his students, he, he tells his students in his class that they can pick their assignment. And you can either pick to do a hundred photos that you just get judged on if you did the 100 photos. That's it. You don't get judged on the type of photo, the style, how it is, the, the light, nothing. You don't get judged on any of it. Or you can do one photo and you'll be judged on how good it is and the lighting and all of those things. And you only get to take one photo? So you get to pick your assignment in the class. So you either get to do one photo and that's it. Turn in one photo and you'll be judged on how pretty it is, the lighting, all the things, how good this photo is. Or you can do 100 and you'll only be judged on if you turned in the 100. That's it. And so some of the class, it kind of like, I don't know if it equaled out or what that was, you know, how it happened. But the people who did the 100 photos did so much better. And there were so many beautiful photos in this grouping of 100 compared to the people who did one. They scored super low because they didn't put in the reps. Just by putting the reps and not worrying if it's perfect actually got them to a place where they got better. So where are we waiting with our websites and our logo and our our product and our e-course and our whatever it is that we're building our company and we're not showing anyone yet where <laughs> the ones who are putting it out there and putting the reps out there and getting it out there are the ones whose ideas are evolving in the way that they're supposed to because we don't get to get better without the reps. So if you're mm -hmm. sitting on one thing, you're actually going backwards. You're actually regressing. If you're like, oh, I thought the website would be ready, but it, I need to perfect this just put it up. I mean, like my website looks like shit right now, if I'm being totally honest and I'm revamping it right now, but I, do, I don't think about it. 
I'm just like, you know what? It's still working. It's doing its thing. And that's how a lot of your life is going to go in this. There's going to be fires burning that you're going to have to pick which one you're going to focus on. And I think that that's what makes a really great entrepreneur and business person mm -hmm. are, are the ones who can let the fires burn and they know which ones to focus on because there will always be things that you don't like. There will always be things that need fixing. And you literally have to become the person who can take your focus and switch it to the most important things and the things that are bringing the cash in and the things that are actually moving the needle. And instead we get stuck on like, do I need a business card? Do I, is my I've logo never had a business okay? card. I'm like, nobody last... even needs a logo. No. Like nobody even needs a logo anymore. For Pete's sake, just put your shit out there and sell in the DMs. Like just get the cash in and whatever this looks like and learn along the way. Yeah, it's so true. So I think the, the question that I would really encourage everyone to think about today is where, and this is something we love to talk about, where can you do that next thing faster mm -hmm. and like, let it be okay that it's less perfect. Just let it be okay because you never know like how many people you're missing the opportunity to serve by sitting on it and waiting to perfect it. Someone might need to see you fail. Mm -hmm. They really might need to see you do it messy and do it imperfectly so that they can get what they're yes. actually supposed to mm -hmm. out of your journey. And I think that's so easy to want to protect is that we don't want that to be our impact, that we impact someone by our imperfection. But if we were sitting up here tonight and just telling you all of our highlight reels, you might be inspired, maybe. But how many of you are more inspired when you hear people that you look up to talk about the hard stuff that they did or the times that they messed up? So where are you preventing that kind of impact for your people, the people who are looking up to you? And there are people who right now are looking up to you. So where can you do that next thing faster and less perfect? And then I just think about like for us, that anointing moment also involved, it's like a step of faith. For me, it was putting the deposit down for this book writing mm -hmm. program, putting the deposit down or setting a date for an event. And yes, can you change that or can that evolve? Absolutely. But it's this moment where I don't know why this is how it is. This is like some twisted universal law. You have to take the step in faith, mm -hmm. not having any clue whether or not it's going to work out before you start to get the acknowledgement. You start to get the validation. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching Elliot, my husband, go through this right now, left his job, making a really big move, and he's just like in it right now. It's so fun. <laughs> he's just he's in it right now, building the thing that he wants to build. And he's had to go to bat time and time again. We've had to put a lot of our money into this idea mm -hmm. before we have any guarantee that there's going to be money coming back. So what does that next step look like for you? And what do you need to put on the line mm -hmm. to make sure that you actually do it? Some of you, I unfortunately, this is the case for me, usually is money. It's always money for me. I, yeah. I'm not that motivated to get out of my own way unless I'm financially on the line. I joke about this all the time, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. I wish that wasn't the case, mm -hmm. but that just happens to be something that for me, I take like my responsibility with money really seriously. And so when I put money into something, whether it's joining a mastermind or putting a deposit down for that next thing I want to do right now, my, my next thing is I'm writing another book, but I, I want it to be traditionally published. And I'm, I don't know that I'm good enough to have someone want to publish my book. Quite honestly, this is like where right now I'm actively in this moment. So I'm hiring someone, paying someone money to help me write a bomb book proposal because I know that if I am on the line, I'm going to show up differently. Mm -hmm. So for you, that's mine right now. What's the thing that currently has you feeling stretched at like the next level? Oh, I think this is so important. This, she's talking about like your stake in the ground moment. Mm -hmm. the, this, it's the claim it moment. Like if you guys don't, if you haven't done something in your life that has you on the hook, you may not get to that dream because you will escape out the back door every time. <laughs> if you leave it cracked open historically, I have put money down or said yes to things before I could think. So I think one of the big things I'll share that I, I'm not even sure why I did it. I think I needed to prove to myself as a speaker that I could just show up as a speaker anywhere. 
Because it's one thing to kind of speak in front of your posse and your and your crew and have them be like, ah, we love you because we love your stuff. You're like, okay, this is great because they're going to, you know, you guys are doing really nice things right now, like nodding your head and you know who we are. Like, it's We did it's give them great, wine, so. It's such a, right, we lubricated you. It's <laughs> so weird, but... <laughs> But we were due for a dirty the, joke. Yeah, we, we needed a couple dirty jokes in there. So we've got <laughs> one or two more. So I had Grant Cardone ask me to be a speaker at, at a 10X stage. And it was 10,000 people. And this was a few years ago. And it was a lineup full of men. I think there was a couple other women on stage. There was a couple other women, but it was mostly all men. And I got there. And I, at the time, I was doing a lot of like, just talking about manifesting and your highest self. And I'm going to put them through a meditation as well. And he <laughs> That'll had a, go well. He, I, I checked. I, I should have, you know, done a little more research. What did, what um, did the bracelet say? The bracelet said, don't be a little bitch. So I get uh, there. Everyone, everyone had bracelets that said that. And I love that. I love it actually. Like I love that. I loved the event. I love the contrast. I will go. I like, I, I think it's amazing. I actually freaking, I really like love and respect this human, but I'm saying this to say at the time, the way that I was speaking was a bit out of my element. Right. But when he asked me, he was like, Hey, could you speak? But also you need to have a course that we can, you know, that'd be awesome if we could sell from stage. And he's like, do you have that? I'm like, yep. Did not have it. <laughs> did not have anything. Ha- did not have the talk ready. Didn't he's like, are you know, are you, you ready to do this? Yes, amazing. I get off the phone. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like I was sick for two months leading up to this every single day. You know what I'm talking about? I was anxious. I was sick. I was like, what in the hell course are we going to do? Chris and I threw together this course where, oh my God, you guys, we called it aligned. We've never been more misaligned in our lives. (laughs) I I bought it. I bought it. No, it was a good course, but we literally were arguing in between takes. Okay. This is such a good story. I have to share this too. So we released the course, right? It goes out to like all of our audience too. And and somebody writes us who bought the course and they're like, you might want to edit out this video because um, Chris is swearing and losing his shit in it. <laughs> During the video, they forgot to edit out. He got his lines wrong and he was like, shit, fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> a literal, we call them Chris fits and like a full on... Fit goes out to all of the people who bought the course, everyone. I think I got the edited version because I didn't ever see that. We died. (laughs) You can imagine what our house was like in that moment. I mean, full on like panic, falling on the floor. Like we were looking for people to blame, even though it was our fault, like for just even not even going over the edits. Like so many things were misaligned, but also so aligned. Like, I don't think that there's anything, I don't think you're ever out of alignment because contrast is the most important thing that you can possibly understand to know where you're supposed to be. And so to be so in a contrast that didn't feel good, let us know what our directions and what, what paths we should take next, right? So when I went to the event, right before I go on, Grant says, literally, right before I go on, he's like, you guys don't need meditation or blah, blah, blah. And that's all I heard, right? I'm like sick to my stomach, about to throw up, about to put them through a meditation. I'm like, like I have this flowy dress on. I'm about to do this. And I was like, okay, you get to test out like how grounded you can be right now. Like you get to test out letting that all go and sticking to the plan because the old me would have literally tried to come up with a new plan right there and become a different person for that particular moment. And I was like, this is the only person I know how to be authentically. This is the only way that I can be. So we're going out there. And even if it bombs, this is what we're doing. And I got out there and it was just, it was a sea of men. I've never spoken to all men in my entire life. And I was just like, please, Lord, I don't know. Let them like this dress. I was like, cleavage. I'm just kidding. I did not. I, I absolutely did not do that. Um, but I should have. So <laughs> just can't cut, hurt. Cut my dress real like, fast. Me, just rips it. <laughs> this is what we're going on. Screw female empowerment. Ah! Um, Objectify me. <laughs> I just start spinning in a circle to like a Rihanna song. I don't know. That's all I do. 
Um, so that was a moment for me that really, what was the question? I don't know, but I like where it ended. That was a moment where I had to just like let it be okay that I was me, that I had to anoint myself, whether it was mm-hmm. good or bad or ugly, whether I never got invited back to the stage again. I didn't. And also... <laughs> For the record. But I was so, so grateful for that. And, and anointing myself was saying yes when I wasn't ready and when I didn't have the thing and when I decided that I was going to gamble on myself. Like the stakes are so high. I can't let this person down. This means a lot to me. This is such an honor. And it was such an honor to me to be on that stage with all of those people and share that and to mm-hmm. show up fully me. And I think the biggest thing that I can say looking back is, oh my gosh, I put it all out there. Like I did the best that I could and I said yes to me. I said yes to me and I let it be okay to be me. And that was a moment where I just put that stake in the ground. And I think I want to really, really share that I went through the most emotional journey trying to be someone else and speak the way that I thought that they would want me to show up on that stage. But it's like, no matter what I kept writing down for the talk, I could never find the flow. Have you ever done that? You're like, why can't I find the way through this talk? Why can't I find the way through this book? Why can't I find the way through this post? Why can't I figure this out and finish it? Because you're trying to be someone else for someone else's thing. And I still, I'm still so proud of the way I showed up there because I still get DMs from some of the people in the crowd. Like that was such a great, like, I really appreciated the contrast. Like I had a minute to like kind of get back to self and then you know, have those, have those differences. So you never know why you're being sent in somewhere. You never know why you're needing to put your stake in the ground and show up. But what we want to get through to you tonight is your, the the stake in the ground moment. If you're going to anoint yourself, it's not just about the little things. Those are the things that are going to carry you. Those are the things that are going to be your main staples, just the little, little things that you show up for every single day. But man, we would be lying to you if we told you that you didn't have to do something big and put your stake in the ground and go on that journey. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. 
they capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently, and most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.